0: Hello everybody, welcome to the VVG Show episode 9. Yes, that's right isn't it, episode 9. Um, uh, I'm your host Adrian and um, this week, uh, we're going to do a bit like last week, uh, I'm going to present uh, briefly on a on a quick topic about um, uh, kind of video game design and, and the, kind of the way we think about video games and the way we talk about video games. And um, then um, I'm going to, Maya's going to come in, I'm going to have a brief discussion, uh, just like last time. Okay, so uh, my topic for this week, to jump right into it, is, um, I guess I should start by talking, thinking about the way we look at games and the way we talk about games. Uh, The way that me and Maya have typically uh, spoken about games on the blog, particularly when we talk about story, is uh, with a lot of emphasis on that aspect the, narr- the narrative aspect and we tend to uh maybe even without even saying it or meaning to we kind of draw comparisons between films and books i mean o- obviously most recently i did a that post about uh, broken sword comparing it with the da vinci code and comparing what's saying visual novels and all this kind of stuff um but um for now really what i want to talk about is uh a different uh, road maybe of uh, a different route of going down, um, which is to think about, as you say, cultural mediums or, or mediums that don't aren't really seen as kind of legitimate art forms in the way that other books and, and films are. Um, and I'm thinking particularly of kind of, um, of, of how to talk about the, the kind of the interactivity and the mechanical side of games, which are obviously very strong. You know, games have a functional purpose and they have a functional... Uh, the way we interact with them is, is functional, is mechanical. And that's why you talk about the game mechanics, are the game mechanics any good? And that's really the central way, unless you're playing an RPG or a, a visual novel or something, that's really the kind of central way that you interact with the game, the way that you sort of understand it and comprehend it is, is through its mechanics, through the, the interactive elements. So the point, I mean, what I what I really want to say and, and get at uh, with, this, with this little talk is just the way that, uh, instead of having a narrative, a kind of traditional narrative, which, as I said, we would recognise from films and books as kind of art, kind of artistically uh, legitimate or artistically viable, and obviously games have been moving in this in that direction in terms of deeper stories and and deeper depth in that narrative sense for for a good while now. But there is a um, this other sense, this other kind of strand, where uh, that I feel like the the mechanics of a, of a game as well as there being very you know very strong tightly wound kind of gameplay mechanics that, that hook you in when that is combined with uh really really strong music or a really strong soundtrack a cohesive soundtrack and also just cohesive um visuals as well and, and uh, uh, not necessarily in a story way but just something that really is compelling to look at interesting to look at i feel like you get a whole uh alternate kind of um kind of a artistic integrity uh to a game a kind of artistic whole that's much more abstract much more like a, uh much more like closer to the way that we might talk about music for instance uh, rather than the way that we would talk about uh, something uh, a, a narrative yeah film or uh, films or books and things like that um, so um, I have to give credit, I guess, to this guy. Um, screen name is something like icy cold or something. It's, um, his name's Alex Kierkegaard, or at least that's what he calls himself. I don't believe that's his actual name. Uh, and he has a website called Insomnia. I'm not going to link to it or anything like that on the uh, kind of the description on when we post the the, the podcast because. Really, he seems comes across as a very narcissistic um individual, very uh, an egomaniac. He he has a section of the website called testimonials that has about a hundred testimonials talking about how arrogant he is, how, what an incredible critic he is, how he he's broken the internet, he's so amazing, remarkable, whatever, whatever. You know, I don't ugh. It's just it's kind of it's kind of sickening. So, um, but I, I read through some of his essays. His essays are long... Ugh. Anyway, I read through a bit of his stuff. There's a lot of bad, but there's some good stuff in there. And, and the thing that I really took from it that I really enjoyed was he talked about some some shooter. Uh, I don't remember which one, and sort of said that for him this was the pinnacle of uh, video games. The pinnacle of... And video games are um, an art, not in the sense... Not in the way that the kind of a, a, a liberal education would recognise art, but they are art, at least in, in his kind of terms. And he... He gave examples to do with illustration and also to do with kind of craftsmanship. Uh, things to do with... Well, the things that came to my mind, anyway, I'm, I'm really extrapolating here, are things like uh, making clocks and making watches and um, uh, even making cutlery, for instance. I mean, uh, if, anyone's, if anyone listens to this has ever been to Istanbul, you can go to the, the palace, uh, Top Gapi Palace, and there it has all the cutlery Uh, that the kind of Ottomans used to eat with. And these things are just beautiful, the the way they're sculpted, the way they're crafted, absolutely beautiful. And it's similar, I know it's it's a kind of odd comparison, but it reminded me of games just in the sense that uh, they are uh, not purely decorative, they're not purely to be there hung up in a gallery or in a museum, they were functional objects that were there to be used, to be interacted with, and uh, even if they just have a very simple purpose, as in stuff in your mouth with... um, But they they fulfil a purpose, they have a functional thing, and that means you could talk about the spoon, as beautiful as it is, may also have jagged edges and may be sharp, so at that point it becomes totally useless and worthless. And maybe you could talk about, I don't know, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles in that kind of uh, uh, department, pretty to look at, but a bit sharp to eat, sharp taste, whatever, Uh, bad analogy. Uh, but anyway, so when when I was thinking about this kind of uh, way of thinking about games, I, I thought of a, a set of games, a genre of games that I really enjoy, which is the the shooter or the shoot 'em up And uh, with that as well, kind of rail, uh, on-rail shooters like Panzer Dragoon and uh, Star Fox or the Lilac Wars series. Because those games tend to not be, you know, uh, they're not uh, story-driven, they're very linear, they're very short, so they're very arcade experiences. They don't really rely on kind of narrative to really prop them up. They do have a sort of premise and an end, and you already know what the premise is. The premise is shoot aliens, and you know what the ending is. You shot the alien. So it's not really to do with the kind of narrative development, but it's really about the mechanics of the of the game, and it's also about a sort of a, a, an audiovisual experience. And it, it's an abstract audiovisual experience, which is the important thing, in the same way that listening to a piece of music uh, is a, is a kind of, has a kind of abstract uh, logic or an abstract kind of uh, pleasure. Uh, to it it's not something that you can really pin down in the same way that you can as a narrative but there's something you know something that grabs, that grabs you and draws you in so um, I want to make a distinction between shooters that have good music and shooters that have a kind of cohesive this kind of cohesive feel of everything kind of being uh, you know being like an audiovisual experience that all kind of runs together has a sort of consistency and a certain um, fluidity to it And the first example, at least, that I know of is a game called Axelay on the Super Nintendo, which is a a shooter, and and the composer for that was the same composer who composed uh, Super Castlevania IV, uh, which has one of the best soundtracks in that series, as I understand it. Uh, And Axelay, I'm going to play a piece of music for you here, but it it has that kind of consistency where you have uh, level themes, music in the levels, and then you have uh, music in the boss battles, and the music is the same... Uh, not literally the same, but the same theme runs throughout both the level and the boss theme, and it's got a certain kind of cohesiveness. And it's about creating a sense of a journey, and, and it, um, but through the music and again through the visuals, you know, uh, giving the sense of a, a self-contained world that is not like a kind of it's not episodic. It's the things that run together smoothly. So here's here's a piece of music from Axley. So here we go. Okay, so that was Axley so the next one which is something I've I've never written about or talked about on the podcast or, or on the blog before is a game for the Saturn called uh, Sukyu Gurentai I think that's how how you say it uh, obviously it's an arcade game originally as with most of these games and it was ported to the Saturn uh, a very good port it is uh, a really kind of uh, it's an excellent game and it's excellent mechanically but I think the thing that really makes it special and the thing that makes it stand out is again that kind of it is just such a an sort of audio visual kind of battering. It like batters you over the head with its its soundtrack. The soundtrack is is really quite amazing in my opinion, and the the way it, the way the game looks is also amazing. And the two kind of you know, go together in this kind of uh, perfect way. So you have the quite um the thing that you know that makes you invested, that keeps you invested is that interactivity is that you know, uh it's that it gets you excited you know in the sense i I don't want to die I don't want to lose all my lives. It has these kind of mechanical uh elements that keep you engaged, so it's a bit different to watching kind of beautiful abstract images in a film, for instance, where there's no kind of narrative exactly uh but you know you kind of have a sense of something is going on, but it's more i don't know subliminal or, or unconscious but I feel like you know with with Suki, yes you have very good mechanics. I mean, that's what I'm going to call it. Sorry, Suki. It has very good gameplay. Um, the the mechanics are excellent, very finely tuned, and all the rest of it. But there is a kind of um, this abstract level that that I appreciate the game. This game with which is just it is just incredible to look at and incredible to listen to. And it's one of those games that you really want to have a good, um, you know, audio visual setup to really to really get the most out of it. I would put um, Panzer de gru Panzer I would put the Panzer Dragoon games on a similar kind of uh pedestal in in a slightly different genre you know they have a certain um, uh, beauty to them a kind of artistic integrity and a beauty that doesn't come it's, you can't really put it into words or, or it's not to do with the story per se but it's the it's in the environments it's in the shooting it's in the uh the the music it's all there um so I've basically spoken enough i'm gonna wrap up uh, but I'll just leave you with a bit of music uh from Suki and then a bit of bit of music from Panzer Dragoon Fi. Just the music alone, I think will give you a sense of kind of the what these kind of games are going for. It's a very different kind of storytelling and a very different kind of uh a different kind of experience. I know that really it's something something really compelling about it to me it really grabs me. Uh, Anyway, um, I'll leave you with the music and then we'll come back and I'll be joined by Maya and we will um, hopefully reflect on this discussion and um, I'll probably get told off for doing a terrible job. Uh, So, um, yes, thank you for bearing with me. Okay, welcome back everyone. Uh, I'm really sorry for running my mouth in that, the first section, I'm going on for too long. Um, but um, here we go, we brought um, Maya back in. Hello. Hi, Maya. Yeah, well, Maya, did you have some comments or something? Yeah,
1: I mean, I think the first thing I have to <laughs> say, Adrian, <laughs> it's is like, like this wrong. is a very big issue with, I mean, I don't know why you even made this analogy, but when he uh. said a jagged edged spoon, what, that's a fork. <laughs> like, that is a fork. Or a salad mixer.
0: You know, the way I had it imagined in my head was it would be more like a spoon shaped like a starfish. Um, you know, just totally no, just wrong. It's not like a fork. A fork is not a actually. A fork
1: is a drag... Oh, a spork. Mm. Anyway,
0: I'm They're just not... saying. Okay. any, anyway,
1: whatever, whatever. Let's move on. I'm just, I'm just saying yeah, that let's... was just that was just a big, big like issue for me. I just <laughs> couldn't believe it. It was so hard not to just interrupt you and go. What about forks? What about forks? And you know, it just—it just. It just uh, I mean, I need to calm down. It made me want to wiki forks just to find out the history, so I could like give you the history. Anyway,
0: I'm going to edit that bit out of the podcast. Not th- this bit, and also that bit before. So why? Listeners, aren't going to understand what on earth you're referring to. Whatsoever. Yes,
1: I, what do you? <laughs> such an idiot.
0: Because they're going to. I'm going to edit out my bit, and then you're going to come in saying, saying, "What was that? What was that bit about about jagged spoons?" They're going to think you're crazy. Yeah, we'll She's just
1: put as a stinger the whole thing.
0: Perhaps it will be, perhaps.
1: Oh, that's so sad because I, I, I made such an effort thinking, like, it made me laugh <laughs> so much and now you've just taken away from me, you right, evil maybe man. I'll, maybe you're
0: right. If, if you keep making jokes, then I'll keep it. In.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you just don't like that I'm the funny one. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I have a few things um, to say, um, obviously. W- one of the things that um, I I kind of was wondering as you were talking is um, whether we can really make a firm uh, binary between um, very, very narrative heavy play and gameplay. I mean, I don't know, maybe this could be just semantics, but I mean, just because a game is very impressionistic or expressionistic, uh, it's still it's it's coherent as long as, it, as you say, it has some kind of underpinning thing like music or really strong visuals or a com- obviously a combination of both. And it reminded me actually of uh, the book that I recently finished. You know, the Oliver Sacks book. I think Oliver Sacks, oh, yeah. who's a neurologist, who I think ne- ne- um, has just recently died, unfortunately. Um, and it just reminded me of the of the way, the way we talk about games, the, the, the kind of the problem is, is that games in itself borrow so much from other mediums. I'm not just referring to films and novels, things with strong narratives, but you, you immediately started talking about music. So I was thinking about pop music. Pop music is not actually you know, most of the time, unless it's a ballad, it's never really narrative heavy at all. What it's actually trying to do is evoke a mood, and that mood is then, you know, you take it in and you go, you know, I had this person that I was really in love with, and they left me, and oh my god, this music so speaks to me, you know, and the lyrics mm. they speak to me. And do you, do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you immediately start talking about that medium and 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 thinking about the way that, that threads with the with visuals and the way it threads with the gameplay. But I, I just don't think there is that much of a a binary between narrative heavy games and and non narrative heavy games.
0: I don't un- understand why, because surely there's a difference between, as you said, music, which is evoking a mood. It's a mood, not a not a narrative, and you know, hmm. Books and films which have stories, and they have you know, they have Oscar-winning plot twists, and you know, characterization and all these yeah, things. Yeah,
1: but, that but I, I that's that's fine. But the, the, then I, and then I just started disagreeing with myself as I often do, and I, <laughs> and I thought to myself again, I was this Oliver Sacks book, which you know, it's about um, well, mostly I think it's the his book Anthropologists on Mars, which is mostly about frontal lobe syndromes. So you know, with your with the exact your executive functioning skills on the right. top of your brain, your okay. brain, and and it and it just it, he he tries to understand how a person can uh, live. Um, can I
0: just say I'm really looking forward to see how you're going to link this to video games?
1: Okay, well, prepare to be absolutely amazed.
0: <laughs> so- oh, I'm ready. i have got my seatbelt on.
1: All right, yeah, good because you're going to be pushed back at the second that I finish this, yeah? Okay. Right. I'm, I'm looking forward to the look on your face. Um, but yeah, the way that um, he defines these frontal lo- um, lobe syndromes is that there is a lack in these people to orient themselves in terms of their future and their past and it, how it relates to their present. So,
0: um,
1: but what he talks about were these what, systems... What does that
0: mean then? That means... You're, in, you're like you're living in the moment so you always live in the moment yes
1: you're living in the so some people live in the moment in the various in the sense that they're kind of Amne- um, you know you have amnesia oh, so there okay, are things okay. you do remember and there are certain things that you can learn i.e familiarity with the ward or hospital you're on for example oh, okay. but anyway, anyway
0: but you can't plan long term and you can't really uh, you can't really rec- draw on well you're stuck in a certain
1: moment in time when oh. you were 24 or when you ever had the, had that accident oh, okay. or that tumor or whatever okay and um so you've lost my thread adrian <sighs> Um, so well, I I'm ready. I got the okay, seatbelt yeah, on. Okay, okay, shush. Um, so, um, but there are the thing is memory and narrative and those things in our brain. It does, it's not just one center that just has the word narrative on it. We have these related sections near it. You know, you have music and rhythm, for instance, and you ha- and that is related, although not is sort of the same thing as language, because without rhythm we couldn't be able to speak. We wouldn't know. You know, language has a certain rhythm this is how it all relates. (laughs) Because, um, you know, this very amazing thing happens when people listen to music, anyone, right, whether you have frontal lobe syndrome, or you do not, you are transported back into that moment in time, right? So what I'm saying is that when you play a video game that is very, very strong on the gameplay front, it's using those parts of your brain that um, it's not. It's not about the the of the whole you know, story. That is. That is. That is. It's. It's using bits of your brain that is interested in rhythm. Is interested in you know. Get you know. You talk about shooters. You know. Getting into that moment of just of you know, getting in that moment. You're of getting being, absorbed exactly, in the gameplay. I yeah. think
0: I understand. I think I I can relate to that because obviously it's all about your little ship avoiding. Fire and you've got to have pay constantly yeah, pay attention
1: exactly and it's a very primal thing deep within you that that is that is being absorbed in see what I mean yes yeah see how it relates
0: sort of. Okay, but, so, okay, this is you disagreeing with yourself with myself, from, from yeah. earlier, yeah, okay, yeah. And you're saying that actually you think I, well, I'm perhaps, kind of, but I'm just saying I'm perhaps, right. you
1: know, like, I'm not a neurologist, <laughs> definitely, and I'm not, like, I'm not, like, no, an expert no, or anything, no, you're, you're but not. I'm just saying that I think it's really fascinating that... You are really insisting that there is some kind of binary, and I'm thinking I guess that you could say there is because it's it's engaging different parts of our our mind and our brain and it's making you th- you know it, it it gets at something a bit deeper within perhaps a more primal part of us that's about survival. and obviously narrative heavy games can do that, but there's so much sort of heaviness on top of you because because of the narrative that it takes a much longer time for you to give a shit about the characters.
0: Yeah, that I mean, sense. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm tr- when I'm talking about shooters, I'm I'm trying to get to a kind of what I kind of see as an extreme opposition to you know RPGs and the very, very sort of story heavy games. But even in an RPG, you know, they have of course they're they're games, mm. you know, and they have those systems, they have those mechanics that draw you in. I mean, why was Xenoblade so amazing, you mm. know, because it it quite. Uh, I felt, especially at certain times, it's quite successful at combining mm. the the two.
1: Integrating. The, yeah,
0: integrating the two exactly. The fact that um, we talked, I think we talked about this on the in the blog post perhaps, but the fact that you have yeah. the story conceit is that your the main character can see into the future. That carries over into the gameplay as well. Where in the battles, you can see into the future. so And that kind of, uh, you know, is a kind of
1: Where the satisfaction synergy. lies is that, that it's that it's overwhelming. In it it is, it's just doing everything, you know, it's engaging every single part of the things that make your brain happy, you know, that, that, that you know, bring art together and make art do things to you. But, but what I'm saying is that with these shoot, shooters and so on and so forth, I think that, because you're creating narratives for yourself within yourself so again now I'm contradicting myself again by the way uh-huh. <laughs>
0: say that uh, clarify well what that? I mean
1: by that is that um, it's kind of like when you play like okay I had these these two male friends at uni who would basically have these really ironic conversations about football manager yeah
0: so
1: angry. I just I hate people who do this thing like you know it's banter, Are you, I'm doing bunny ears at the moment, the quote marks, because I don't like banter, I do not like this ironic way of speaking, I think people should say what they mean, anyway <laughs> So
0: <laughs> so you're not a feminist and you're anti-banter, I'm, a, I'm, I'm learning I'm a just, lot from these podcasts
1: Okay, I'm glad you're learning um, So they used to have these conversations, these interminable You must hate, you must hate
0: it when women banter.
1: I hate being interrupted, that's what I hate Anyway <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, okay
1: <laughs> they used to have these interminable conversations about football manager like just they would they would just have like, and what they would talk about is the is the narratives that had nothing to do with the game that they would make up in their head because the game was so um much about kind of choices and systems and didn't really have any interesting part of it so you would end up creating these interesting parts to to um make it to make it involving and to engage yourself, if that makes sense.
0: So you're talking about a story that you make up. What they call it? Uh, like oh, there's some <laughs> um, there's this annoying term for it, like emergent game, emergent narrative or something. Emergent game.
1: Okay, play. I'm just like frowning. I do not know what you're saying. Where,
0: where you. In in a, in the course of a game, you know, like GTA is the perfect example, a sandbox game. You make your own fun. You make your own story.
1: Yeah, but that's but not... if
0: you're talking about football manager, you're you're talking about even though it's just a sort of it's just a figures you know it's just stats in a program that say this is what this player is
1: football for instance yeah
0: yeah Ronaldo is this player he has like nine 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 his stats or whatever
1: speed nine yeah exactly looks nine
0: okay Okay. but you kind of you know you say oh wow you know I'm gonna follow Messi throughout the season and wow you know you won't believe what my Messi did whoa (laughs) Messi went off the scale.
1: That is what we should call this podcast.
0: Messi went off the scale. No,
1: you you won't believe what my what my Messi did. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: my Messi's got wings or oh, whatever. Yeah, okay. Is that that is that what you mean basically?
1: what yes that is that is what i mean um but i'm not but i mean gta is probably a bad example because what i'm saying is that we do this in whatever game you play whether it is sandbox whether it whether it is a very highly structured rpg i am i have done this with an rpg when i had to grind for whatever reason trying to leveling up leveling up and then you just make you just have these fanciful stories about why you're doing this thing and why it's so important La, La la la, and i just think that that why are you kind of acting like that doesn't really matter as much as what the game is presenting you? So it's, to me, you don't seem to have- I don't know, I feel quite- I'm sorry I'm being quite aggressive. But anyway, <laughs> like, I feel like um, there should be a degree of understanding that that person writing- uh, sorry, writing? Mm. That person playing the shooter, for instance, you know, you do have those internal narratives.
0: You so, so okay? You're saying you know. I'm. I'm in the case of Panzer Dragoon. I'm. I'm thinking. Wow. I'm this guy on flying on a dragon, and, and
1: I'm. Yeah. Some people might I'm, think I'm that. I'm dodging
0: bullets, and. Okay. I mean, yeah. Maybe there is. There's a sort of that fantasy element you, as well.
1: You sound so like. Oh, yeah, name, whatever. Smith. Whatever. mate.
0: I don't know. I don't know. It. It's. To some extent, maybe you know. I mean, I did. There is the premise, obviously. You know, you're going. You're going to shoot stuff. And there is a sense of well, I wanna shoot things. I do want to shoot things. And I wanna dodge things. Oh my God. And it feels really good to dodge things. But Mm, um, I don't know. I guess I just feel that the get you know that the game is giving you something um other than that.
1: Okay. Well, know. good on defining and what and the, that
0: other the, is. Yeah, and this is the thing. I mean maybe it's just, you know, it depends maybe it's on who you, sh- you are. It's it's maybe it's just me. I don't think that's, it's just that's me. That's exactly
1: what I mean. I just said that's exactly what you just said. It depends who you are, and it yeah. depends on what state of mind you're in. I mean, I just don't think that the narrative is purely just an interaction between the audio and the visual. It's about what's going on in your head. So in a sense, that whole um, divergence into talking about Oliver Sacks actually wasn't a contradiction at all. In fact, it all makes perfect sense. Uh huh. It all is perfectly coherent, and it makes me feel so whole as a human being.
0: So narrative. Mm. Wow. Okay. You don't
1: even know what to make of that. No,
0: I really... I, I don't. Do, I that, do, has it,
1: do you feel sort of enlightened or further confused?
0: Mostly confused. Mostly... That's
1: okay. I mean, That's how you are usually anyway. Uh,
0: I know. <laughs> I mean, mostly I'm just questioning my own... What's really going on in my head when I'm, when I'm playing it? I, but I just wondered that about but you. But it's this thing... I don't know, for me, when I'm playing those games, I just love... It's the sense of letting them,
1: immersion. of
0: letting them—they just sort of wash over me mm. in the kind of way that a good piece of music does, where you're not—you're not really thinking about anything in particular. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like it's just it's
1: impressionistic. It's pure.
0: It's just sensation. You know, mm. just kind of. Whoosh, whoosh. Hitting you in waves, and then that will generally be punctuated by with me saying fucking hell, this is amazing." Hey, Maya, this game's amazing. It's because
1: you have more of a stoner sensibility than myself. <laughs> I think. I think that. I think that, that. that is fine, but I'm just saying that whole like immerse, immerse immersive, massive um, process, and that feeling of being absorbed into the game, and all of that. That is a narrative. I mean, you just said that. That's how I feel. Am I blowing your mind? <laughs> you look really hilarious. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. You just said it there. I feel like I'm being absorbed into the game. I feel it washing over me. Yeah. I feel I'm one with the game. That that's the reason why we we listen to pop songs in repeat because it's, we want to we feel like... because we want to feel one with the music.
0: Okay, that's fine.
1: Yeah, and that's a narrative. Oh, the warriors of narrative are one. <laughs> Adrian, one day, one day, you and I are gonna sit down and we're gonna work out a lexicon of how we can talk about gameplay and narrative, not as if they are oppositional, but as if they are, you know, brothers sitting together, ha- eating a meal, sometimes fighting outside, but you know, generally peacefully eating okay, a meal.
0: Maybe they. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess, I guess, I feel that you you are. Right, in the sense that yes, there are similarities, there are inherent similarities, but I feel like again I feel like we have been trained by our education to really prioritize uh narrative and, and in particularly in with, with video games and, and kind of the, the video game sort of uh culture video game analysis culture, and I feel like we're guilty of it as well. The tendency is to try and legitimize games to make games seem legitimate. you have to defer. You have to fo- yeah you have to focus on those elements that you know mean that games can quote-unquote compete with with films I and am absolutely
1: with, not with talking about whether whether where they compete or not because obviously I think that they don't need to compete but they're different mediums and I'm not I, I'm simply yeah maybe you're right that education obviously um has made us feel that narrative is the most strongest aspect but The reason why I even mentioned Oliver Sacks and neurology Mm -hmm. is because it is my belief that human beings, this is like life lessons, human beings, what makes us work and what makes us tick and what sort of keeps us sort of going on to the next moment is the fact that we think through narrative and we think through language. And so using those categories of analysis is not, in a sense, deferring to other mediums, but that is how we experience life and everything. See what I mean?
0: Yes, I see what you mean, but I feel like you're making a very um a very nitpicky point about yeah. what, about what is what is narrative. Because yes, on one level, yes, all language is narrative, yes, all thought is narrative mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. some yeah, on some level. But at the same time I do feel like we there is enough of a difference that we can we can talk about them as different things and not just get, you know,
1: I think you're getting too hung up on the word narrative.
0: Because narrative doesn't (laughs) mean
1: story, it doesn't have to mean storytelling. Storytelling is a form of narrative. All I'm saying is that even in your attempts to communicate to me, what it feels like. You're having to use narrative yeah, and language. I know,
0: I'm telling the story, obviously. So, yeah, I'm telling this historical narrative. Yeah, that's
1: yes. what and, and like even if you can argue people's use of drugs, which I am totally against. People's <laughs> use,
0: Don't do drugs, <laughs> don't
1: kids. Don't do drugs. Um, you know, people using yeah, drugs kid, in a Let me
0: promise you the kids have all switched off the podcast at this point. I let's just just,
1: just just do some drugs. Um but yeah like I, I do I do genuinely think that that, that is a, a form of trying to get to that place that doesn't have to involve language or narrative. But we simply can't go beyond that. That is the way that we organise human experience. Whether it is shooting or whether it is playing an RPG. Okay. Maybe I'm making a nitpicky point, but you know what, Adrian? Sometimes you've got to...
0: (laughs) I think you're just playing devil's advocate. You just yeah, you I am. don't you don't want that. you don't want me to come off as, you know, like so smart and you don't want me to turn into Alex <laughs> Kierkegaard. You want me to turn into Insomnia or how I don't want you to
1: just get, you know, I want to kick you off your pedestal. I want to take the pedestal. And give it to the narrative
0: people. <laughs> Clearly,
1: yeah, yeah, and also actually, so you're
0: fighting for RPGs. Well, I'm right fighting now, for honest.
1: RPGs till the end. Yeah, honestly, you. no, but I also thought it was interesting what you said about Alex Kirkgar We've probably gone way over time, right? But anyway, I don't care. Yeah, okay. I'm enjoying this. Um, <laughs> um Yeah, the thing that you said about Alex Kirkgar I thought that was quite interesting. The crit- the crit- critical guy.
0: The thing with him is he's so um, I
1: find it so strange that there are all these testimonials about how his blog has changed their lives. Oh, it's it's just I, I find that very disturbing. It's like how blog if you, doesn't have that impact on people. If you
0: printed it, if you printed this page, just of it's called the testimonial page, okay, if you printed it, it'll be about fifty pages long in, in Microsoft Word or something. It is absurd, okay. I feel it's stupid. I,
1: I feel quite bad about sort of not actually uh, allowing your gameplay versus narrative thing to stand for that Good. long. You
0: should. All right. Well, I'll just let's just uh, let's finish and uh, we'll be back um, sometime in the future. Yeah, I don't know when.
1: Don't I don't hear? know
0: when when it went. One this to two out.
1: weeks time. One to
0: two weeks? This is this episode's gone on for longer than I. Um, all right. Don't and,
1: sound and... so low energy. Just I had a lot to eat today. That's why I'm so excited. Okay.
0: Uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, I'll see you. Uh, You'll hear us once I get this editing done.
1: We'll see you. We'll see you. You'll hear
0: us when we show up at your front door.
1: We know where you live.
0: Yeah, that's when you'll see us and hear us. We're (laughs) we're in your face. Bye. Um, But yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye bye.
1: It's a shame you're not putting. Uh, you were putting it in the description box because no. like, he, he. I think he would love to hear what you have to. Yes, your, I know he yours, would. Yours could be the testimonial. No, testimonial. Could, No, this is
0: exactly. I don't want to end up on that testimonial page, and that's why. <laughs> I've I changed. I'm not talk I've about changed
1: it. Adrian's life uh, for the worse.
0: No, he loves that kind of shit. That's the thing. He's right, so
1: right. Right. Okay, look, he's not real. He's online. He's not, he's not real. He's he not actually... He's probably some 12-year-old yeah, with a very large vocabulary and he's probably just <laughs> having fun on everyone else's, like, time.
0: And he says, this game is the worst game ever and he gives it reviews and he gives it, like, a one-star review and he says... This he is clearly just, hasn't played black, black and white. And
1: white. <laughs> I, I think there's a big difference and I'm not letting go.
0: Thanks, man.
1: And I'm really stressed at the time.
0: You're talking about. You, that's an impression of me.
1: That's an impression of you. Except, you, except for you sound even sillier than that. <laughs>